wake and bake with the boys Pull out some weed and get high Dude smoking on the bong while Scotty's talking Way too long, got time to smoke one more Taking the message to the people now Keep smoking and growing and watching prohibition fall down What is up, Wake and Bakers? Yes. Wait, no, Wake and Bake America. Yeah. What about Canada, brother? North America. You cover your Wake ass. Wake the world. All yes. right. Today, guys, yes. Wake and Bake America coming at you. We're going to get into what's going on, talk about what we're medicating, recreating with. Um, a little bit about, uh, you know, the, the smell of cannabis. Is this good or bad thing? You know, time's prohibition has really changed some viewpoints on that. Dude, oh, I got something being to like, tell you about that, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty's got a little bit of, uh, yeah, and you've been thinking about the uh, the late and great Anthony Bourdain. That should be some great discussions. Great man. Yeah. And uh, a little bit of cannabis news, man. Golfing and token, as well as uh, what'd you guys find? I, I would th- think it would be toking and golfing, by the way. I, <laughs> <laughs> but man, I found something about the Oregon cannabis market and about how there's just it's just an absolutely flooded market. Four dollar grams they got going from what I'm here. So well, they grew story. Yeah. Well, let's go first and foremost into uh, dudegrows.com forward slash value or in the show notes. Every show put a link to the ten dollars a month. Uh, monthly subscription, I'll call it. No, just your support, guys, to yeah, keep absolutely. this going around here. My goal is to get to a thousand members. That would make it so we have a team of six here on the payroll to be to keep it real, Scotty. Um, and actually, oh, same serious. payroll. <laughs> sometimes the the whole t- sometimes the team's working a little pro bono as well. Yeah, that, don't that, you need right. to get paid to get payroll, man? I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we're trying to do, guys. We're at about 140 <laughs> members now. We got some things coming up in the free grow store. I'm going to sure. get my hands on three SK 400s. Amongst other things, you get 30% off recharge. Free seeds from Seeds here now. We send a newsletter out every month. It's all done through PayPal. $10 a month, man. You can do it. Absolutely. Let's go out today in the free grow store, Guru. We got five mountainside glass 20s are going up in the free grow store at 420 Mountain Time. Beautiful. Yeah, those those are good, man. I tell you, for a concert, you can't beat a really good 1E. A nice seasoned 1E doesn't suck through. Oh, when I'm out and about at a concert or up in the mountains or something, I have two things with me. I have my mountainside 1E. Yeah. And then I have a nectar collector and a torch. You're fucking serious. And I'm good to go. That's like, if if you have that with you, I'm good for like a week if I have to be. If I'm on a hike and I see somebody dabbing with a nectar collector and a torch, I'm like, what year is it again, man? What do you think you do when you finish rock climbing and you get to the top of the climb? You got to take a dab and drink a beer and then come down. That is fucking hardcore. (laughs) I got to be honest. I hate heights. All right, so what other way for you guys to make yourselves look a little more DGC-ish? Chieftain Supply, guys, they're a Denver company. They have all kinds of cool gear over there. I didn't say fresh or dank, just some really good gear um, that is hinting. Not all of it's blatant. It hints towards, hey, I might like cannabis in you, but our collaboration is over there. We got DGC hat, two different DGC shirts. Uh, one's a hemp blend. Coupon code D, or, uh, DGC10 over there, I believe it is. All I'll right. have to double check on that and fill you in. But <laughs> check them out, Chieftain Supply. You can get our gear as well as many other accessories on their site, chieftainsupply.com. Yes. Are you ready? I am ready, sir, man. 
Hey, can I just make a little observation before we start, man? So we've been, yeah. do, we've been doing, we've been, I've been trying to uh, work out our schedule. We're doing just audio shows and uh, for for what four days a week and one uh, wake and bake video should show. still be over two hours of video coming at you yeah. every week. But it is funny. The crew has been super supportive of it. They kind of, I think people understand. Man, I, I get my uh, philosophy from Pulp Fishing. You can't run a race car in the red, okay, man. You know, we were running 60 hours a week. We were really working our ass off to try to try to pull something off. And, uh, man, I want to get out and about. I don't know if you noticed on, uh, I think it was yesterday we put up. Today there's another one. I went out to a hemp field. Me and Guru actually produced some video other than me just sitting in the bakery. We actually produced some video of, of checking out different varieties of hemp. Damn, we checked out George Washington. Oh, hemp from Mount Vernon. Supposedly it's George Washington's hemp. And uh, it was cool, man. It was like. Big, thick, hollow stem, you know, really good stuff, man. Re- really fibrous stuff, I'll say. And it was so much different than the other stuff he was growing for seeds. So just really interesting things that we're trying to get out there and explore. So give us a little bit of leeway and a little bit of room to uh, uh, to keep on reinventing. And I, I thank everybody for that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, the uh, let me tell you what I am token on. What I'm medicating and recreating with. I can't. I can't separate those two now because you're kind of right. You're kind of doing both at the same time. Yeah, it's true. Uh, what I, if I went back to the, the name of this. This is one of my favorite uh, one hitters I've gotten out here beside Mountainside, and this is uh, from Grav G R A V Labs. Super okay. cool design. Super simple, and it made me. It reminded me. Why I like one hitters, because sometimes I feel like, dude, that's weak sauce. You guys, a one hitter, you're only putting like tip. It's more than a hit when you pack it. One hitters vary for your people listening. Some one hitters are like five hitters. Some one hitters are truly a one hitter, like those aluminum cigarette painted ones. Yeah, the ones that get hot. Nobody (laughs) thinks that's a cigarette, by the way. Man, if it's just you token, I can toke. I can smoke a whole bowl, but I'd rather have some fresh one hits instead of continuing to toke down the same bowl where it starts to lose the flavor. And starts to get more, you know, charred out at the bottom. And and that's what I just wanted to give a reminder of why I dig on token on one hitters. Yep. Um, and, I mean, there's plenty of other reasons as far as portability and everything. But it, you keep getting that fresh hit is what I'm getting at. So Yeah, you know, um, man, you reminded me of something, man. You know, women's rights and all that stuff. The first real pothead that I hung out with was a girl. And she taught me a ton about smoking weed. And she was like, yeah, really cute girl, too. It was my buddy's girlfriend at the my best friend's girlfriend. We We'd all be smoking together and she would want to pack the perfect one. And if you pack something where you tried to pass her, you know, something that had been hit two or three times, she'd just look at you. She'd go, I don't want your ash bowl. <laughs> it was the best, man. It was the best, but she's right, man. Yeah, the perfect one. Getting the called the green top jewel, you know, but getting that green top is where it's at, man. Yes, keeping it fresh. Yes, uh, I agree, brother. I agree. What do, you, <laughs> what do you guys got in the bakery? What are you medicating with? Oh, man, you know, I got something that's kind of goofy. It was my birthday recently, and I got a, uh, a gift in the mail. You can you can mail things in, in the United States, too. It said, Happy Birthday, Scotty Real, on the U.S. Postal Service package. And I opened it up and wrapped in newspaper. It said CBD Hemp Tincture. And it just has an L and a B on it. No other information. <laughs> <laughs> no, it says, uh, Grown organically from Oregon Hemp and Organic Kosher Vegetables vegetable glycerin. And that's all it says. I'll give you every word it says to be used externally, shake well before using. 
Oh, no, to be used orally, sorry. But, I mean, dude, literally, there's no, like, other regulation or anything on there. By the way, since you're not doing a video show, you're missing me holding a bottle right now. <laughs> but, yeah, it's pretty interesting, man. I'm going to try it. We'll see what happens. we got to learn. One of my, my goals is to really learn what's going on with CBD, hemp-derived CBD, whole plant medicines, one-to-one ratios, all that stuff. There's a lot to learn there. There's a lot of weirdness going on there. A lot of game plan, too. So I'm, I'm going to learn what's going on, try to break it down. Yeah, there's definitely tons of resources, people in the crew, people, people who know people, man. I heard that. <laughs> But most importantly, like you said, be careful of, uh, yeah, some of the uh, wish washy, what, what do they call it? Snake oil? Make sure you don't get yeah, no snake oil. Man. Why do real. they call it snake oil? Is, why is snake oil bad? How does that work? I don't know. I don't know. Sounds like it has All a right. connotation, man, that if you, I don't know, you drink it, you're be poisoned. Figure out how the term snake oil came about. Deal. All right. Tell us, guys, why don't you call in and call the 833 420 2420 line give us a follow prohibition report where you're at anywhere trying to get them up on the show we got a few that just came in yesterday so they are going to be coming up and being on the show excellent um, quality th- man excellent excellent people are digging it man hey, i'm here it. snake oil salesman the phrase conjures up images of seedy profiteers trying to exploit an unsuspecting public by selling fake cures in fact awkward oxford english dictionary defines snake oil as a quack remedy or panacea <laughs> well think about it man okay. you get a you get a snake bite Ooh, oh, I got you. Hey, I'll just take this snake oil. It's expensive, but you get a snake bite. You'll want that shit. You know? I feel bad for the snakes. <laughs> but in reality, back in that time, the secret ingredient was really just cocaine. All right, if you guys didn't I'm catch that see number. i doing something, you know what I mean? Over on the homepage, dudegrows.com, you can find the number to give us a call and give us your fall prohibition report. Hey, just real quick, he says that, and I subscribed to Pictures in History on Facebook, and it showed this, like, it was uh, a Coca-Cola vat. I might have shown this before, but it was like, it was you were supposed to make seven ounces of this, uh, of uh, whatever, uh, carbonated water with an ounce of syrup. The whole thing, the whole Coca-Cola bat contained three and a half grams of cocaine in it, man. It had an eight ball of cocaine in this thing. And it wasn't that big. It was like maybe a gallon jug. Whoa. I'll give that a whoa. All right. Real thing. What's growing on? What is growing <laughs> on, man? I barely remember what's growing on, but I will tell you kind of a funny story. If man, dude, just I don't know if I'm supposed to laugh at that or not. No, no, you're not until I tell you the funny story. Wait till I tell okay. you the funny story. Okay. I woke up this morning late and I'm like, dude, I don't know what's going on, man. I've, I slept. I thought it was 630. It was 930. And that never happens to me. I look around I'm like I was like, I remember seeing three in the morning last night. That's all I remember is I saw three in the morning last night. And then I walk outside and go into the bakery, start smoking and uh, warehouse Kyle goes, Hey man, why does it smell like piss everywhere? It smells terrible everywhere. I go, I don't know. And I wasn't really thinking about it. I was in the middle of doing work. I don't know what's going on. I've got goats and plenty of animals. And then I went back into the house and I remembered <laughs> it all came back to me, man. At about two 15 in the morning last night, my dog got sprayed by a skunk and then ran through the house. <laughs> oh yeah. I will say it does kind of smell like weed. I mean, I've definitely smelled skunk. I've been confused. And it's like, you know, there's certain areas in Colorado or in the city of Denver where you drive through and it's a warehouse district for cannabis growing. But for a minute, I'll be like, wait, skunk. Oh, no. Look where you're driving, dude. Like or coming to certain parts of I-70, a major interstate. After you drive or land at the airport and drive into Denver, there's a few major grows. And every once in a while, 
be like, hmm, skunk or cannabis girl? <laughs> yeah. And is this a good or a bad smell? It's I don't missing know. some things, man. You know what I mean? It's got a certain, you know, that, that cat piss or that skunk terpene, but it needs to round it out. There's plenty of other can- can- well, cannabis terpenes that round out that smell and make it smell good. When you just good. go find a beaver anal gland and make some <laughs> vanilla flavoring. <laughs> I mean, to me, cannabis it, can make a skunk, a skunk smell good. I walked back into the studio the other day and it had a little bit, little bit of that, you know, like people have been smoking some J's in there. Right. And that happened me and Dinesh shut up the optic foyer, you know, burned down a little. And, uh, basically the, the, I was like, we christened it. You know, I haven't smoked a J in here yet. I don't mind the smell. I think half of the pe- reason people like subconsciously even don't like, or are worried about the smells because prohibition. I mean, do you think, does the bakery smell bad too? Do you guys, does it have like a bad cannabis smell in there when you go in in the morning? I don't you know, find that a- cannabis lingers the same way that, that tobacco does. Well, I can smell cannabis. Actually, I got a, <laughs> I was in Florida a few weeks ago and I got an email from final bill from the rental car place. I was like, ah, this is where it happens. This is where they charge me for the smoke fee, but I didn't get a smoke fee, man. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know that cannabis lingers too badly. The same and I think you said does. something inherently wrong there. You said bad cannabis smell. I did. I, I, no, uh, uh, the dude did. Oh, okay, man. I, I don't think that cannabis generally ever smells bad. Yeah. It, I to some, well, that's people, some people it could be offensive. Yeah, like I said, it can make a fucking uh, cat piss smell good, man. It's like, and I understand why that would be <laughs> offensive to some people because we got that loud shit. Well, there's definitely a couple different smells. I mean, there's a smell of it being burned versus the smell of it being grown. I mean, the cannabis smell in flowers is some of the finest smells on earth ever. I'm like, that is a, that should be made into a perfume or a clone immediately. Like it's, it smells so good. So, but no, I hear you. I just kind of curious, you know, I used to, you know, back in the day, I'm sure all of us have used, what do they call it? A dube tube. That's where you put the dryer sheet right. at the end of the tube. That's, oh, that's just bloof. not getting in trouble. <laughs> Dude, I was so conflicted though. I went to go drop my car off to get the oil changed after hours and go pick it up the next morning. And they have like, it, it actually it was so trusting. They just go, just leave your keys in the mailbox is what it says. And so I'm, I'm like, oh, all right, you know, and then I, I look up and I'm like, first off, it smells like it smells like somebody smoking a joint next to me. And I look up on the roof <laughs> and there's three kids on the roof smoking a joint, man. And I'm like, all right, you know, people might discriminate. Most people might discriminate it against discriminate against this, but that's cool. You know? So I left my keys in a mailbox and nothing happened. The stoners did nothing to my car, sir. All right. Yeah. You don't want to be worried about those punk stoners, man. <laughs> that's what I mean. You got to break that stereotype, man. These kids are all right, man. As long as they got weed, they'll be fine. Well, let's take it over to uh, Mr. Anthony Bourdain. What type of subject matter do you have here? I've just been thinking about him lately, man. He was so cool. I was still watching that. They, they started putting some of his shows on. Even like the, the No Reservations from way back in the day was a good show, man. You know, like, I, I think that's hell. I, yeah. Yeah. I think that's when I first, uh, uh, really got into him, man. No reservation. Yeah. And it's like, everybody's, I don't know. The reaction to his suicide is kind of strange in America. Anyway, it's like, there's a lot of people, you know, like, uh, that I won't name any names, but that go, Oh, he was so rich and successful. How could he kill himself? What, you know, what the hell, man? I, I, I don't get it. You know, somebody that has all that, how could they be unhappy? And I just scratched my head because that guy, Mac Miller, the, the rapper, just just uh died and you think to yourself oh, really 
Yeah, it did. And it's, and yeah, a lot of it's not really my generation, but a lot of people give a shit about that guy. I mean, know? he died of a drug overdose. Yeah. And, I mean, and you, but you think about what happens as a person that you say, oh, you know what? I want to get rich and I want to get famous. If I can just get famous, then I can get rich. And if I can just get rich, the money will solve all my problems. And then you get rich and all of a sudden it's the more money, more problems makes total sense to you. And you go, this sucks. Now what have I got to believe in to solve all my problems? You know? And that's just a simple approach at it for somebody like Bourdain everybody coming up to him I would think everybody coming up to him and being like my god man you are more influential to me than my father and my career man you did so much for me and Bourdain's going uh thank you I don't know you I was just trying to eat dinner this is the 10,000th time this has happened in the past <laughs> five years that's gotta be pretty fucking one-sided and you know uh you know it could could leave you feeling pretty empty I would think man so you know I'd look at like Joe Rogan and I kind of I mean, maybe he did it what if he did what if, you know, Bourdain was there and he's like, hey, I mean, I did life. I'm good. Like, I don't know. I mean, he sure that man did a lot and he had deeper understanding potentially. I'm not going to say probably than a lot of people because traveling the world and seeing mm -hmm. how human beings work worldwide yep. brings you great knowledge and, and insight into things that you couldn't learn in any book, any school or anything like yes, that. Yes, but maybe not joy. It, maybe what you realize is the, the duality of life, that there's joy and yeah, rain, yeah. sunshine and rainy. You can't, you can't feel one without the other. You know, I was telling my wife that today. I was like, dude, you can't win all the time. You got to lose some time so it makes winning feel good. As we I got know, I keep telling myself, I could, you know, if, if, <laughs> if you don't have the rain, how are you going to enjoy the sunshine? It, That's I'm getting through. I don't mean to be goofy, but that is absolutely true. I've got a kid and I got to teach her that, man, because if you try to be happy all the time, you end up popping pills to be happy all the time. And guess what? That stops working. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about it, man. I was, you know, I was also thinking about it. It's like shit you can't unsee. You go over, he went over into all these war zones and stuff like that and tried to help all these people by exposing all this stuff and getting people to see all, the, all, all these, you know, things that aren't so pleasant. And he did it all through the joy of food. The one thing I, you know, me and do talk about things that, hey, what's everybody have in common? You know, and a lot for us, it's we all love to smoke cannabis and we try to use that as a bond. Man, Everybody likes to enjoy food. You know what I mean? In one aspect or another, everybody. It's you know, like mandatory. I mean, it's yeah. obviously. It's, it's like a human appreciation. So he really did touch on like a, you know, a, a human level. He was able to get to people through food and he was able to really expose humanity. And it was cool as fuck, man. He did it in a really cool way too. a personality that I really liked. I don't like too many chef personalities. Do you? Um, I don't mind Ramsey. You I don't know, mind I like Ramsey his no either. bullshit personality too. <laughs> I fucking love Ramsey. I got to be honest with you, man. I mean, I hope. I know. I don't know. Some of that stuff might be staged here and there, but he he's he's pretty good. No, the funniest is. Have you ever seen the comparison videos where it's Gordon Ramsay in a kitchen with like Hell's Kitchen, where he's just being a dick to everyone, and then he had a kids cooking show where it's Gordon Ramsay just being nice and telling everyone's like everything's oh, yeah. awesome. We, I watch that with my kids for sure. Really right. Funny. I mean, yes, that's the level. I mean, that's the cutoff there, right? You can't fucking yell at the kids like that or else people are going to think you're crazy. I was I was kind of thinking <laughs> that was going to be what the show was like, and then I was kind of looking forward to it. It's a little disappointed when it's Gordon Ramsay being nice to someone. Yeah, how else are they going to know what fucking matters in life? Yeah, how else are they going to know if, if their crepe is shit or not? 
this is shit. I well, that's also it, your man. your uh, your your comparison to cannabis. There with food is it's it's kind of interesting because it is you know the DGC or events we do or places we go or the Emerald Cup. These are all. Uh, things that cannabis, I mean, has brought people together, you know, typically, especially when it was, you know, it still is hard prohibition when people get to feel that freedom to go somewhere else and not feel and be around like-minded people and not feel like they could be freaking literally in prison that evening for having a joint in their hand. Um, but yeah, you know, also across, I think Scotty, you would agree that if you're going to meet somebody that's consumes cannabis for whatever reason, or, you know, they are, you guys are going to smoke together or something, right? It's probably going to be a good, you guys are probably going to at least get along and think it's worthwhile to, to, to be together. The cannabis brings that to people. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, bring you can't say that about a lot of other yeah. things necessarily. You're hundred percent right, man. You're hundred percent right. I agree uh, with you, sir. I don't know if I took you away from your. Uh, it, it's all your, good, man. I thought there. <laughs> no, that was. I was just trying to think about it, man. You know, it's, it's, it's think. Think about how weird being famous must be. We were talking. What got me thinking about this was uh, a friend came over and told me a story. One friend came over and goes, "Oh my God, I was at a restaurant. I saw Miley Cyrus there, and she was so cool. I went over and took a picture with her and stuff. And then as I was walking away, I realized she was with her boyfriend, <laughs> and I was like, Wow, he's famous too. That's really neat, you know. And then the guy we were talking to, he, he, uh, my friend told that story, and then another friend goes, you know, I actually saw uh, Austin Powers, Mike Myers. Was it Mike Myers, Michael Myers? Who's the mm -hmm. Halloween One's guy? a serial killer. Yeah. One, one's an actor. <laughs> anyway, it's always confusing. The actor, you know, Austin Powers guy, Saturday Night Live guy. He was at a restaurant. He was sitting outside in New York City just hanging out with his friends. And my buddy just made eye contact with him. And Mike Myers made eye contact with, with him. And he, they both looked at each other. And Mike Myers just goes, he shook his head. He goes, like, no. Like, please don't come over here and interrupt me to get a picture, you know? And my buddy was cool enough to not do it, but it just made me think about like how weird of an existence it would be. You know, I think about Joe Rogan's really cool. He's like a podcast hero of mine, you know? And then I, I look at him like, oh man, that guy's been famous since the eighties or at least the nineties. Anyway, he's been on like NBC and UFC and things like that. It has got to be weird. I don't think he can go to the restaurant, you know, a, a beer pub and hang out. He'd be mobbed. Well, no, it would really suck to be uh, be famous and go out somewhere and pretty much everyone that comes up to you is like, Hey, Hey, do that one thing yes. that I, I know you're good at. Do that one thing. That's all I care about you for. When it's like, dude, I'm like celebrities, everyone, they're human beings too. And like, I am not I'm sure they're, I'm sure Mac Miller was a lot more complex person than just a rapper. Same. I mean, Heath Ledger was probably had a lot more uh, like personal demons and issues going on than right. just being a famous actor. And to and not be all, able to get away from it. And yeah. to not be able to get away from just that one aspect of your life would, I mean, that would. That could drive you to sure, I mean, but now add on to it that everybody's got a video camera and can be live on the internet. Everyone has a video camera on them. That's got to drive you nuts. You're being filmed all the time now. Like I mean, that is just the kind of shit that drives people, people crazy. In your dreams, like I did, like Steven Tyler. Okay, just keep it simple. Yeah, he seems to be doing just fine. I'll let right? you know when I have one of those Inception <laughs> machines ready as a prototype. We'll get to it. <laughs> all right, man. That's all I got, man. Come on, let's let, let's see what's going on. Let me turn it. In. Did, did yes, he smoke? Sir. Did he smoke cannabis on any of his shows, or was there anything? Was that always? I guess it was network television. So they always cut something. away from it, right? He definitely like they'd be sitting there drinking a like glass of whiskey, and then all of a sudden it'd come back, like, and you could tell. It's like 20 minutes later and his eyes are all red. But that, and that's, <laughs> that's one of those guys that used to be, used to have a, a problem with hardcore drugs. Wasn't he a heroin addict for years? And he uses, he uses cannabis instead as a, what do they call it? The mitigation 
you know, practice as opposed yeah, to, or, or yeah, like harm mitigation harm to mitigation, where you're going to you. make sure that you can't OD on cannabis. Right. So, right. I've tried. <laughs> yeah. Bourdain did go actually uh, like hunting or something one time with Rogan on some show or something. Yeah. Yeah. I heard they only smoked mids though. It's weird. <laughs> anyway, the uh, interesting points there, man, man will be missed. And I believe there were a lot of people that um, in our audience that enjoy cannabis that kind of ties into that type of compassion and the type of artwork he was doing with his show. So an inspirational guy too. And you know what? A guy that didn't, uh, it didn't have a lot of success. I think until after 40, you know, shit, I'm 46, 47. I want to still dream. You know, it ain't no fun that to not be able to have a dream. So he's a real inspiration of guys like. And now I got the song stuck in my head. La 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 da 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 da. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right, let's get out of that. Now I'm thinking all about all the Anthony Bourdain I've enjoyed, and take it to the news. Before we do, I'll remind you guys that this Saturday is, which is tomorrow, I believe, will yes. be Girl Talk. Oh, yeah. um, we should also have a uh, fresh interview hanging out with Jeremy from build a soil talking about all kinds of great grow information um and then coming back every wednesday for people that want to hang out and see our lovely faces i guess i don't know uh <laughs> every wednesday is our wake and bake video show nice all right cannabis news here man let's see here older americans are turning to marijuana more it sounds like yeah. this is out of npr more older americans are turning i love it look at this picture that picture is uh, fucking hilarious man <laughs> that guy is smoking a boy is that a guy or a chick i can't uh, tell this is a chick i think mean, lipstick sure? and stuff some old we're looking at this some old, happens you know. at the end man what our hormones just stop is that what's going on here if that is a granddad granddad's got his ear pierced <laughs> just the fact that I can't tell anymore is just, I don't know. What's going on well, here? Well, increasing numbers of middle aged and baby boomers are using marijuana. And it says they're actually starting to, I mean, do it officially. It says almost one quarter of Americans over 65, yep. and this is a 2016 survey, who had used marijuana said they had gotten the go ahead from their doctors. That's what I like to hear. I like to hear that people in the medical field are becoming more open to saying such as when my my wife had gone had to go one time to the doctor f for a type of female procedure she's like you know her, her uh, I guess it's her doctor I forgot what they call it if it's OBG or whatever it is and this is in Colorado at the time goes right. you know what you might want to consider some some uh, some cannabis later today <laughs> if you have any discomfort. Literally, I was like, I love it. I love it. Oh, fuck. What does that mean when my doctor just looks at me and he goes, you know what would be good for you, man, is some weed. You should try the weed. It's like, I'm pretty sure I figured out what it is that's wrong with you. You're not smoking enough <laughs> weed right now. You need to smoke more weed. You'll probably be okay after that. That's my Dr. Robert right there. Yeah, we got one doctor says, uh, I'm kind of concerned about older people combining their marijuana with opioids and alcohol. I was like, yeah, damn right they are. They're going to find the perfect cocktail there. Yeah, man. You know what's <sighs> fun to do then is then try to drive and get more beer. Anyway, yes. Anyway, I do like the fact that's one of the most, uh, I would say, dire. I don't know if that's the right word, but the, the group that I want to see using cannabis, because at that age, that's when usually you're more dependent upon different type of prescriptions, so pain, true. discomfort, sleep. Cannabis can help with all that. Yes. Agreed, man. When are they going to let you use your prescription card to get yourself a, a quarter? What would you give uh, an old 
person or like a quarter a week. You think, is that a good dose, man? Half ounce. It's a week? all relevant, man. Are you cooking with it? Are you turning it yeah. into concentrates? Cause that's better for you. Like sure. there's a lot of variables there. I say we just give them a quarter ounce of some live resin a week. God limited, man. man. There should be a grow room up in the freaking place. Let's shout. What is that company again? We, we got diamonds and sauce live. Is it shout di- out Viola extract? Jesus. Atlantic Cindy diamonds and sauce. It is this like boulder that I've been just trying to break down for the last two days and it just gets me <laughs> higher and higher. it gets me so high. I just have to put the shit away, man. It's really interesting stuff, man. All right. Uh, what do you got? What do you got in the hey, news, man? And I found something interesting. So I've been trying to wrap my head ever since we did that market report last week, I've been trying to wrap my head around how cheap the weed is up in the Pacific Northwest. So I found something from the guardian and this is just from a, I think this is a month or two back, but it's Oregon farmers have grown three times what their customers can smoke in a year, <laughs> causing bud prices to plummet and a panic to set in. And this is talking about four and $5 grams, man. So that's at half of what we were discussing in the show the other day. We're going nine to $11 grams. Yeah. And they say it's even, there's more uh, applications out there and it's meant to, I think there's even, what they say that uh, it's supposed to even double the amount this of summer, support. this coming summer, it's supposed to double. And part of me thinks that this well, is, this is from this you know, a couple months ago. So it's saying it's already happened. And you, you have to realize that Oregon is giving out all these licenses so it kind of knows that it's doing this and it's it's driving the prices to like commodity prices. Right. And I almost think that they did this initially as because there's a couple of different strategies states can go with for regulating cannabis. And they might have gone with this so that they could commoditize it, drive all the mom and pop growers out so that big cannabis can come in at a t- and make it cheaper for big cannabis to come in at the same time. Um, it's yeah. kind of scary. Damn, prices dropped in half. We're at 1,500 a pound to 700 by mid-October. And they said 1.1 million pounds is in the state's database versus last year was 340,000 pounds. Well, no, no, no. No, That's what they grew this year. 340,000 pounds is what uh, Oregon smoked last year. Ah, Oregonians. Okay, gotcha. Whoa, they're going to have to uh, bring more people in, I guess. Yeah, but this that's what I'm saying. Cannabis used to, you know, supply and demand used to be a much more fun game to play in prohibition land because, you you know, you, there really wasn't a steady supply of it, man. So if, if you were able to bring in, you know, 500 pounds or something like that, you got to, to control the supply for a little bit. It's not like that anymore. Man. Well, and part of that is that this is federally illegal. So there's no interstate commerce allowed for these companies. Because right. ideally, if you were a wine grower in Oregon and growing wine grapes, you could export your, you you definitely couldn't sell all that wine to people in Oregon. You export it to other states with bigger populations and people there. But with federal, uh, with it being federally illegal, that's not an option. You have to sell within your state where I feel like on a whole, the, uh, like the demand in the United States is high enough to where Oregon could find somewhere for that weed to go. If, if Florida was legalized, I'm telling you, last time I was in Florida, I drove for like four hours and just one city morphed into another. Yep. Like from Orlando to on and, the East Coast, from the Orlando California, to Miami. California along same the thing, coast yeah. is the exact same way. It's just huge population centers that they need cannabis. Yep. And I, I guarantee you that if Florida went legal tomorrow and it was federally legal and interstate commerce was allowed, Oregon they wouldn't have no time. Problem. They wouldn't have time to set up all those grows and have product immediately. They'd get it from Oregon or from California. All right, well, I'm a what? fixer. A pain so how do we fix this? Yeah. Federal, federally legal? I don't know. Federally legal could open it up. So Monsanto's got your... 
your What's cannabis for fifty dollars a pound. If you want to grow Sorry. Monsanto cannabis for fifty dollars a pound, that's grow what better prices. weed than Monsanto. Does. Pow! That's it. Grow connoisseur bud. That's how you fix it. Be the top five percent in yeah. terms of cannabis quality. Yeah. Odell's, which is better illegal. Con- California is going to be supply just like they do now. California is going, in my opinion, my market report will supply a big chunk of the nation. But 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 I dude, mean, Odell, Odell's is a really high end brewery that we're familiar with. We we all love their. IPAs, they're really craft. There's a guy named Doug Odell. That's Odell's the, IPA, dude. That's the, hold on, you got to do it right. But that's that, called IOS. That's the kind bud of IPAs. That right. beer literally, when you crack it open, you could just close your eyes. Yep. And are you smelling great bud or great beer? Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> so my point is that guy did that, and he's not competing with Budweiser. He's not competing with anybody. You know, I mean, he's competing with a few other uh, super high end beers. Or at that point, he has that such beer. such quality. He's competing with himself to he, have better beer. Every yeah, year. he's an artist, and you like his art, you know, and that's why occasionally you'll go and buy an Odell's. So you don't buy it every day, but okay, but where does where do they sell most of their beer? Uh, Colorado. Okay, sure. Because it's something where you, you don't, they don't, he's such a freak. He don't even want you to travel with it, man. So I'm saying like, craft industries typically, or I think, I don't know, I'm talking off the tip of my tongue here, sure. are regional, more regional, right? More right. your state, more your area. Whereas big, big business, just like the big beers nationwide, worldwide, um, that's the main difference. That's why I say I think California will be one of the biggest, if not the biggest, supplier of cannabis well, in no, the United when, States. When, when cannabis is federally legal, you have to realize that it's going to fall in line with agriculture, where California is one of the big bread baskets of the United yep. States. It produces most of the food for the country. Right. Florida is another one. Mm-hmm. Parts of Georgia. There are certain places that they're just already set up with the perfect environment for growing lots of different things, right. not just cannabis. That Yeah, of course, California is going to be a breadbasket. Actually, Oregon has an awesome wine industry and really good growing conditions for stuff like that and selected strains. It's going to be a breadbasket. Um, I wonder if it'll screw up some of the... Some people are claiming, because there's already here in uh, Vancouver, people that run greenhouses for other things, they're doing the full conversions. They're like, well, we're not growing this anymore. Are you right. kidding me? We can grow cannabis and get... So if that's going to be like a lack of supply in some other agricultural industries, whether it be like some type of weird flower or ornamental plant or food. So, And they're looking at that from a business perspective where they were able to make money on commodity stuff like tomatoes or cucumbers or right. peppers in a greenhouse. And if they're making money on that stuff, they definitely can make money at least for a while on cannabis until it commoditizes with its prices, unless they're producing just top quality stuff that will put them in that niche market for sure. the best stuff. But unless you're getting that, what's, what, is, what did we get from that extract company? It's diamonds and sauce, right? It's extracted THC diamond with some terpenes added back, But to right? get that, to get a high quality extraction like that, you can't do that with bunk weed. No? Uh, I mean, think about it. Binsk, all their, all their diamonds and saucer, viola, all that stuff, it's flower run. And, it's, right. and you have to do the quality in, quality out. You don't have the quality originally, you can't add it in. Does make sense, man. Does make sense. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Can I throw in one more quick one here? Yes, sir. I was just listening to the radio the other day out on, uh, man, these ads. I'm on some, they're showing me portable ACs on my ads because yes, I'm trying to find a portable you, AC. Man, they fucking know my you. Grow. Uh, all right. So anyway, the uh, it was on the news here up and they're trying to figure out, we've covered it once, uh, can- cannabis and golf. You know, when it's legal up here, uh, can we talk on the course? Well, yes. Everybody already is. This is titled 60% of golfers are uncomfortable with pot on course. And I want to tell those 60% of people it's already there. Um, the <laughs> Why other do you th- think we go golfing? 
Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is that blew my mind is they're heck, they're making a big to do of this. What's this association going to do about this? What will this club do? How? What if? What I even heard this. What if somebody gets paired up? I guess because you can get paired up with somebody on a shared tea time or oh, something. It's one of those dope heads. Yeah. What if you get paired up with a <laughs> cannabis user? What's going to happen? And then you the whole time I'm talking about this. I know this. you don't smoke weed, okay? But we on a golf course, and you're going to get high today. There's no questions, concerns, or any regulations, I believe, on can smoking. You can on, can Canada, you can smoke cigarettes on the golf course and you can drink alcohol. Why the fuck, excuse my language, are we even going here? People That's all I wanted to point out. It blows my mind. Golf too. <laughs> it's fucking what? hilarious to see people after 18 <laughs> holes. They literally have a drink cart lady, or a golf cart lady mm-hmm. with, with the drink cart that comes around. They also and, usually have a bar between the ninth and 10th hole yeah. that you can stop at. I mean, you are trashed by the time you're done 18 holes if in the you sunshine want to be, if you know not mandatory i'm pretty sure 60 percent of the people are <laughs> you will be judged if you don't drink at a golf like course. put it this way it's cool because you can drink and drive the golf cart it's one of the only places where they let you drink and drive it's the closest thing you get to drinking and driving <laughs> all right uh i will tell you people lastly if you were out on the east coast I uh, hope you're doing all right there in the Carolina and uh, Carolina area with what is this Hurricane Florence? Wow, man, as you watch speak. the news and shit, man, huh? I call What's that going on out there? I call that place a, home, actually. If you're oh, a yeah? grower, you're, you're like, you, Scotty, you know the days of being a grower with hurricanes. That shit gets oh, tricky. Man. So I hope your grows stay okay. You can keep them going. And uh, <laughs> That's, other, that's other, when the neighbors find out you're a grower because you're the only one with a 25,000 kilowatt generator. And people are like, why the fuck does this guy have a whole house 25,000 kilowatt generator? <laughs> why? Other than that, I'm a two-bedroom, one-bath. Let's have another meeting uh, after the show. If we get to a thousand members, will we bring back the video show? How about we tease with that? I I'm said fifteen hundred. We get fifteen hundred six days a week video show. <laughs> oh man, Gurus think- down, man, guys. We're at one hundred forty members. We use that membership money to be listener supported, visually supported, whatever you want to call it, and to keep this show rolling. Dudegrows.com forward slash value. I don't want to be shouting out for nutrient company A B C D E F G all the time. I rely on some of you cats. What up, Scotty? I was just gonna say real quick. I, I just just totally forgot what I was going to say now. Thanks, dude. That's fine. We got shout outs. <laughs> I've been smoking the whole time, man. I've been smoking the whole time. I would give it up to Supreme Collective Canada and Ooh. CBD loves you. Northeast or any nugs and Mr. Money Kush. All right. I got Indica Hunter and OG Rasta Bus. Lotus Farm Flowers and Jazzy D. Green. Oregon Elite Seeds and Cobb Grows. I remember what I was going to say. I don't care if you look at me. I just want you to listen to what we're talking about, man, and have some conversations <laughs> on your own, all y'all. Be good. Stay higher. All right, hold the mic. Yes, sir. Uh, hey, so I got a lead on a new good Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss man's is to take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude It's just weed It's just weed I like to keep the good buzz on, on, on It's just weed It's just weed In my toolbox there's a bone Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads and natural medicine Go ahead and try something new, new, new It's just weed, it's just weed I 
It's just weird. It's just weird. I like to smoke it all day long. Just look at how he's being paid 